The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. From the studios of The Shepherd Radio Network, it's Afternoons with Mike. This next hour is all about our walk with Jesus, with local pastors, newsmakers, people who are making a difference for the gospel. Now, here is your host, Mike Gilland. Hey friends, welcome to Afternoons with Mike here on The Shepherd Radio Network. It happens when I get to talk to guys like my guest today. I'm a bit of a fanboy when it comes to a certain music artist named Andrew Peterson. I've talked about him before. Uh, fact, I discussed him with John Deloney from the Dave Ramsey Show because he's also a personal friend and a fan of Light for the Lost Boy from Andrew. Today, we're talking about a real special project that Andrew has as an author. He has created a series of books called the Wing Feather Saga, and those books were re- were turned into a big production, a TV production, if you will, of uh, videos and movies, and now a book is coming out on the artwork behind all of that. Today, I'm talking to Brock Starnes. He is the COO and the executive producer of Shining Isle Productions, responsible for and working with this project, along with Angel Studios. Brock, I can't tell you how excited I am. I think it's uh, obvious, right? (laughs) Mike, thanks. Thanks for having us, or thanks for having me. It's such a treat to be with you. Well, this has been something that when I found out uh, with Tamara, uh, working with you, one of your PR people, uh, I just really let her know, boy, I want to get this on because I believe in what you're doing. Uh, I'm already, as I said, a, a big follower of the music of Andrew Peterson. His writing style is so unique, but a lot of people who are songwriters, they don't venture into the direction that Andrew went into with this fantasy writing that would remind a lot of people of the Chronicles of Narnia from C.S. Lewis. Yep. I mean, that's really a direct, wouldn't you agree with that? Wouldn't that be a kind of a direct uh, application? Uh, it, there is a lot of similarity there too. Yeah, we, um, you know, Andrew is so multi-talented, and uh, it is like you said, it is rare for a musician to go off and and write a fantasy uh, novel series. But that's uh, that's what has happened. And uh, so, in, in many ways, Andrew uh, has a has a music career, but he's also um, known by. Uh, eight to 12 year olds and their families is the author uh, of the wing feather saga. And now one of the executive producers of the animated series. And so it's always such a treat to see uh, and experience what he, uh, what he creates and, and comes up with in terms of uh, uh, the story of the wing feather saga. There is, there is, uh, you could say there's a lot of similarities with um, Arnia or with, uh, Lord of the Rings, the mm-hmm. series that came out um, that that have symbolism or allegorical elements um, of of redemption and, uh, uh, and and ultimately of of these classic kind of good versus evil stories. So, the Wingfeather Saga um, very much so is inspired by those those uh, those great works. Um, it is a uh, it is a story of kids, though. It's a story of uh, three three uh, siblings who are um, who ultimately discover who they are, and uh, and they are on the run um, from uh, from the fangs, which are the the villains in the world, mm-hmm. and, uh, and and um, who are very they, much we might say who are very much in control of their world. very much so in control, yeah. very much so, yeah, in control and. And they, um, but they, they discover that they have a, a power, and they have a, a power uh, uh, when they work together um, to ultimately contribute to um, uh, to change, to significant change, and and good that will will come about in the world. So, so this is a it's a four book series, and uh, we are now adapting it into an animated series. And um, what is what is so cool too is it's this is ultimately a family that is journeying through these stories. Um, and they, uh, we, we often say it's a family that not just, uh, uh loves each other, but they also like each other. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> that's well said. <laughs> and, and that's not always, uh, an assumption, right? 
<laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. You know, the thing about it, you've mentioned it. And I was going to really stress that fact that this is an animated feature, but it is the kind of animation that it's not like what a lot of people, a lot of older folks like myself that would hear and think uh, of when we think of an anime. It's not a cartoon. It's this uh, amazing kind of animation and what you're doing is right on par, I think, with what we see major studios uh, of the past. Not to say that Angel isn't, because, boy, Angel has become a major studio in this day and age. But I know that the, the work of other big things like uh, Disney comes to mind, the kind of animation that you're putting forward, it, it just grabs you. And I think what happens is, as an adult, I forget the fact that I'm looking at an animation. It's it's kind of draws you in to the uh, allegory of that world, this fantasy land that they're in. And it is so compellingly, and the animation is so good. It's not cheesy. It's wonderful. I don't know how you guys do it, but that's part of what the book is that we're going to be talking about a little bit later on is uh, kind of exposing the artwork and the drawings of Chris Wall, right? Yeah, yeah. And not uh, not just Chris, but the whole team. Right. Um, Chris is... Chris is our showrunner, and he's our he's our uh, quarterback that is helping to drive the production forward in just a really remarkable way. And um, but yeah, the book the book features the whole whole team of artists. But I, Mike, I just appreciate you you making those comments about the series and noticing um, some of those subtleties that exist in the animation style because it's you know the history of animation is. Um, uh, uh, it it is uh it's now pretty vast it's been going on for a long time since since disney and others mm -hmm. spurred it on in the early 20th century and uh and, and so historically you have 2d animation you know where people get a you, you actually have to draw it by hand uh and then you start to have pixar with computer generated and uh veggie tales was was right there too um coming out with computer generated uh and what is uh uh, what has been remarkable for me to see our artists work in is is to create the Wing Feather Saga that is is a little bit of both of those worlds. It is a, a, a CGI animated uh, series, so it's computer generated, but its look and feel looks very much like a, a classic 2D. Um, we we talk about it uh, almost like a it has a storybook type look. Almost if you were, if it wasn't a show, if it was just a book and you were to open it up, um, the, the way in which it's animated encourages imagination, encourages you to come in this world and, and, and imagine what, what it's like. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so it, it has been such a joy for me to see our artists lean into that style and develop that style and, uh, uh, um, and really champion it, and you're starting to see that a lot in the in the wider animation marketplace. Um, Spider-Man, Spider-Verse, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and several other series. Um, we think it's Christmas time, so we think about Klaus that came out a number of years ago on Netflix. These these animated um, projects that that don't that are more non-traditional. They're not. Uh, uh, CGI and what you would expect from a Pixar, but they're also not um, 2D classical 2D animated like you'd uh, you, you'd see from a, a classic Disney uh, animation series. So, um, so it has been it has been such a joy to see our artists lean into that style and, and develop that even further, and and to see really the audience respond to it and just um, just love that look and feel. It really is a beautiful thing. And again, I, I think everyone, every adult, I don't care the age, because this is a uh, an animated feature for all ages. It is a, a wonderful yep. escape. If people want to do something fun over uh, the holidays, I encourage you folks to really grab a hold of a copy uh, and you can get it. You guys have uh, the first season, episode one is on YouTube even. You can watch it right there. And so it's easy. We'll be talking more details about how that you can get the whole series as this um, program goes on. Uh, but it is something that is great to watch. It's fun. It's it's fanciful. It's fantasy. But like you said, it carries a real world message of hope and the fact that there is redemption for us 
And that's what is so great about it. It's at the end of the day, it's not time wasted. It's actually time invested into an understanding of, uh, of the, the real enemy of the world and the real victor of the world. And that's what I love about something like what you're doing. So man, kudos to all the whole team because they've really put it together. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, I, I love that you talked about it being being for the whole family. And that's what we've, that has been a treat. Now that this, the first episode came out December, December 2nd of 2022, um, and then it was, you know, as as normal series release, it releases over several weeks mm-hmm. and months. Um, and so now now we've had um, millions of folks who have, who have watched the series, and it's been so cool to hear how many of them chose to watch it together as a family and that it wasn't, it wasn't just an experience for the kids or it wasn't just an experience for, uh, for the grownups, but it was something that could be enjoyed by, um, by, by the whole family. And, um, you, the books, uh, you know, have long as you, you, I know your family has experienced too, have long been enjoyed, uh, as a family, uh, uh, where where families would read a little bit of each story, uh, you know, before going to bed or or on a trip, and um, and the, to hear that the series is having a similar uh, impact with families has been um, has been such a treat to hear. I love it. The characters that are in the Wing Feather are just so creative and fun. Uh, the toothy cow, for example. I mean, that's just <laughs> <laughs> the, the, when I first saw the toothy cow. That you've got to be kidding! I can't imagine what that's like. And then you see it; it's it's nothing from <laughs> what I expected. It was just so much fun to watch. And again, the creativity is throughout all of this. So now let's talk about you for a moment. Your beginnings in in school. How did you? Did you have an idea that you were going to be working on something like this when you were at college in, uh, I believe it was New Zealand? Yeah. Yeah. I, I have, um, I, I grew up in a family that, uh, was involved in both the arts, but they were also involved in entrepreneurship. And, uh, that intersection was, uh, from early on was a passion of mine of, um, how do you, how do you champion, uh, new things developing? new companies developing, new initiatives developing. Uh, and then how do you, what does it look like to champion the work of artists? I've, I've always been so impacted and inspired by uh, certain musicians or certain authors, certain um, fine artists. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and so that, that, that has always been that, that, uh, that intersection of interest for me. And I, um, I, uh, uh, my, my father was the first to work at VeggieTales in our family, and uh, and so I um, I grew up very much so around that brand, and um, and then and then went on in high school and college and thereafter to uh, to 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 work there and and do um, special projects with VeggieTales as that brand developed and grew, and um, and so children's media quickly became a fun and a, a passion um, uh, spot for me as a, as a way to express both my interest in entrepreneurship, my interest in champion artists. And, um, and, and I've developed that, um, developed in that space, you know, since, since that point. And so it's, uh, it is a, a rare thing to be in, um, uh, to be in work that you, uh, are, are passionate about, right. um, but, but, you, but not just for yourself, but a whole team. And one of the cool things uh, about VeggieTales, uh, w- when that was kind of in its heyday is you had, you had a, you had a group of super talented artists who came together from all over, you know, several people left Disney or other larger companies to be a part of VeggieTales, especially in those early days. Um, and, but they were really good at what they did, but they were also very passionate about, about that work. Mm-hmm. And it has been, I know for Chris and Andrew and Keith and Garrett and our, our whole team, um, here at, at Shining Island with the Wing Feather Saga, it has been a similar journey there where, where we have had just unbelievable artists and, uh, creatives come to the project and want to work on it, um, and uh and and create create a culture 
that is both making great work, but celebrating that we actually get a we get to do this um, it, it, and acknowledge that it's such a privilege to be able to make this series for families. Oh boy, it is so good, and I I can't wait to read the books. Uh, it is going to be on my holiday reading list to start oh, uh, that whole thing because of the fact that uh, I now, uh, especially after just getting ready for this one today and this opportunity to talk with you, in, from my standpoint, it, it came from just the relationship of the people that you work with and other people that I've interviewed, and they happen to represent you too. And it just so happens that this has been, uh, we bought one of the uh, books for my grandson just last year when it released, and uh, we were going to be up there in Texas, uh, uh, over there in Texas, when uh, they got it. And uh, while we were there, I watched this kid just rifle through this book while we were there, and he had already read it. I mean, it was just like, this must really be a great book. I, I So I started looking at some of the pages. My interest was piqued, and I thought, well, okay, I'm going to have to do that. Then this interview comes around thinking, okay, I'm going to do a little research and watch some of it, and I'm hooked. It's just that kind of a thing. And I see why my son and their family really is all behind uh, Jude's reading of this story, because it is captivating, and I might want to say rather addicting as well. And that's by choice, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, it's uh, this. This is a it's an adventure. Uh, these uh, there are there are big stakes. Uh, our characters are are moving into new lands constantly. They're on the run, you know, and there's a lot going on. And uh, and and if anything, the stakes the stakes only get increased as you go deeper in. And so, um, so one of the things we're excited about is this is the animated series is a what we call a serialized TV show mm -hmm. where every episode is is kind of connected to one another and it's it's we are ultimately telling the bigger story of the wing feather saga within seasons and um or these blocks of seasons and uh and so it's uh it, it is it's quite the adventure and you get you get a sense for the adventure in season one but we're we're in production right now in season two and and even into the some of the writing and pre-production of season three, and uh, and and the world grows, <laughs> the stakes grow. And um, but isn't that isn't that the same uh, as life in in so many ways? As we get older, as uh, uh, new seasons come about, the um, the complexities increase, but also the depth increases. Yeah. Um, What's so really interesting about the success of this whole program has been when it has come about in the last couple of years when the world needed, I believe the world needed something fun to look at with COVID and the impact globally. It's just been so depressing for so many people that there is something. And even from a business standpoint, that's what amazes me as well to think that you guys have locked in on a plan that is working this whole idea of a crowdfunded kind of a project that, uh, and then the business side, I know that is, would be more, it's not all crowdfunded for you, but, uh, that's what angel has just captured. And they're doing it at a time that a lot of people would think it's not business possible to do this right. Economically speaking, yeah. but you guys are yeah. doing it. Oh, it is. It has been a, 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 a slow, but beautiful journey. Um, bringing this series to the screen. Uh, this, the books were first published in 2008, and Andrew and Chris Wall uh, partnered uh, in 2016 and, uh, and had the vision to create an animated series, but went through um, several conversations and several potential distribution relationships and all the all the ups and downs of figuring out how to get something off the ground until uh, 2021, really, when um, we partnered with Angel Studios and and launched a, a crowdfunding initiative for season one. Well, and, let's let's pick uh, that up on the other side. I'm up against a break okay. right now. My guest today is Brock Starnes, COO of Shining Isle Productions. I'll be back with Brock in just a moment. EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat serves all your comfort needs. With over 40 years experience, 
EC Waters is a top train comfort specialist, earning customers for life with integrity. No wonder EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat has earned a 4.6 or higher out of 5 rating and reviews across all major online platforms. For all your comfort needs, call 407-603-9144 or visit ecwaters.com. Palm Beach Atlantic University Orlando offers three distinct areas of study. An evening Master's of Science in Clinical Mental Health Counseling, an evening Bachelor's of Science in Human Services, and our new Daytime Bachelor's of Science in Nursing. All of our courses are offered at our beautiful campus on Millennia Boulevard. For more information or to schedule a tour, call 844-PBA-ORLANDO. That's 844-PBA-ORLANDO. Back again now with Brock Starnes. He is the COO and executive producer. Shining Isle Productions, they work with Angel Studios. They put out this incredible series called The Wing Feather Saga. And uh, it's a, a, they're working on season two right now. Season one is available. How can people watch that, Brock? Yeah, Mike, great question. Uh, so it streams for free on angel.com. Uh, um, you can watch it in the Angel app where they have TV apps, um, if you use uh, Apple TV or Roku stick or any of those. Uh, and you can now get it on DVD and Blu-ray. So this fall it released on disc and that's been a popular way to get it. It's available um, online or at some retailers. So it's at uh, most Mardell's or Hobby Lobby's mm-hmm. um, or Amazon or those 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 place those places and it is uh it can also be purchased digitally uh, if that's a route you want to go um uh, purchasing it on amazon or on itunes and uh angel studios is our distributor here and they're continually adding it to new places to make it more and more accessible um but the uh the quickest way to do it is if you go to angel.com backslash wing feather which is uh r-i R-I-N-G-F-E-A-T-H-E-R. That'll be the quickest way to get it, but um, or if you just Google search, you'll find it. Yeah, it's there. And you know, one of the questions that I have for you, because you're a businessman, obviously, you are a COO, and you've got to not only just appreciate, which I know you do, the, the creative and the artistry elements that go into a production like this, but you have to have an eye on the business as well. And in today's world, how is it that uh, it, it, you've made a path, obviously it's working, but how, how do you approach it when the, like the music industry, for example, has been so affected by streaming, which uh, really can cut a, a great deal of the uh, ability for artists of all types, music artists or, or people who are authors or producers to get income. Uh, their income stream has really been affected by free streaming. How does that happen? Yeah, the the, the entertainment industry at large has has been changing a lot and is continuing to change and evolve. The uh, and and Mike, I think that's a great question. I think for for us, it is um, it is so much about uh, uh, the fans, and so this series was uh, uh, or be, even backing up the book series is is ultimately gotten out into the world and and become a bestseller because uh families have one family's told another family one one kid's told another kid you know one mom's told another mom that it is uh it, it is a word of mouth person to person thing and wow. uh, what is so incredible about entertainment and music is 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 when a when a when a fan base gets behind something uh there is there are paths to market and there are paths to make it successful uh, and, and we've seen that with this series, we see it, um, our, there's kind of a sister show on the platform on angel studios called the chosen, which has been such oh, a, yeah. um, oh, such yeah. a word of mouth, um, success. And, and so, so there's, there are, um, uh, traditional ways of distributing, uh, shows, which we will, and, and are doing with wing feather saga, but they're also, uh, uh, some innovative and new ways to do it. And Angel Studios has really championed that. And, and uh, with them, we are inviting audiences to, to come and enjoy the show for free. And people can even tip the show. 
it's a method that they have in in Angel Studios that's called Pay It Forward. Pay It so, Forward, so, right? So people can watch it, and then and then if they they like what they watch and they want to see more of it made, um, then then they can provide that that tip or that Pay It Forward. So there's there's a number of kind of new and traditional ways to to get the word out, but at the end of the day, um, you know, shows and entertainment properties. Uh, they they work and they find a path to market because audiences rally around them and uh, and and so we've been so thankful for the audience who has come around Wing Feather Saga. It it is a it's a property that was crowdfunded for um, for the first season and so so there were in the first season over over seven thousand investors and families uh, uh, contributed to to make it. And basically said, we want to see this happen and we're willing to get behind it in a really tangible way. And now that the show is out in a similar way, families are continuing to tell, tell, uh, tell other families. And, uh, and that's been so cool to see. And those, that, that's the type of uh, exposure that's going to be needed to, to get the word out and continue to grow the, the fan base and, and um, allow more and more families and kids to, to experience the Wing Feather Saga. You know, I remember as a worship leader back uh, in the 80s when the Hosanna Integrity Music Company came out and started putting out these monthly or every other month uh, productions of music. And it was just like what you said. In the beginning, they were getting the word out through word of mouth, and you would read about it and, and maybe hear it someplace. And then the first thing you know, it starts to do exactly what you're saying. It catches hold. And maybe in, in today's vernacular, it'd be going viral. And they are suddenly now seeing a lot of people who are subscribing and actually paying on a monthly basis or every other month, however often those, I think it was every other month in the beginning, uh, how you you actually have a built-in base. And is is that kind of thing happening right now with you? Uh, it, it is. There are there are core, core fans that... Um are have have invested in the show or are paying it forward or are buying again even uh the purchase of merchandise uh, mm-hmm. contributes to a portion portion of that contributes to um to helping to fund more more seasons of the wing feather saga and and so those those ways in which we partner with fans is uh is something that is so core to the brand that it has always been even during the book series and is something that we uh um, we want to develop and, and, and cultivate even more. We, we had our first fan event in Nashville in November. It was called Feather Fest. And uh, <laughs> it was a, a one-day event, but it was, and it was so incredible because we had families who flew in from all over the U.S., maybe even the world. Uh, and, and just because they loved the series and uh, wanted to, to be around other families and, and other folks who also love it. And, uh, and so we had, we had whole families who dressed up like the characters and, wow. um, and each member of the family would be a different character. And the, the, the amount of care and attention some people took on their costumes was so cool to see. Um, there was, there was also uh, the voice actor who plays, Lily, which is a our, our little girl mm-hmm. character in it, or one of the girl character, little girl characters in the in the series, she was there. Um, Romy and Romy, uh, we get, got a picture with her and ev- all the other girls who dressed up like Lily, and there was there was a lot of them, and it was so cool to see. And so this, it's that um, seeing that word of mouth, seeing those families tell another family is really how this thing has gotten off the ground and how it'll continue. And uh, it's so cool when we get to experience that once in a while. Yeah, there are so many opportunities because you think of even kids' dress-up parties and Halloween and all of that. Uh, The characters from Wingfeather are just made for that kind of thing because they're unique, they're fun, uh, it's very intriguing. Uh, There's a darkness to it, so you've got all of the... You know, you've got the stuff that I think that Disney would be very familiar with in a lot of their movies as well. And I got to tell you, man, it's on par with everything that I've ever seen them do from a standpoint of creativity. It's really, really good. Again, the even the kind of animals that they introduce, 
the concepts. They've got some things that are normal and some things that are pure fantasy. So it, it's really a, a breathtaking uh, escape into fun and fantasy that I, I know anyone in the family. If I'm this big on it, I know kids are. And I, again, my grandson is just smitten with it. Hey, let's talk about, you mentioned you and your dad, if I heard right, were both involved with ve- VeggieTales in the beginning. Tell us about how your growing up years were like. Were you raised in a, a church-going family? I was, yeah. And my father did a, a wonderful job, I thought, of exposing me at an early age to work and to, to business. And and so I, um, in the different ventures and, and companies that he was a part of, I, uh, I, from a young age, was in the offices, uh, at the trade shows, <laughs> being, uh, being exposed to, to, to the work. And, um, and, and so in, uh, uh, when he went and he, he worked at VeggieTales, it was the uh, same thing for me. I was, I was in and around that brand from an early age. And then, and then once I grew up, I, uh, I was able to, to, to work there and, in basically some of my earliest jobs, both, um, during college and after college. And so it was, it's a treat. It was a treat to learn from him and grow, but also to, um, uh, to see, to see work, um, as a vocation and as something that, that you can also be passionate about. Um, work is also, you know, a necessity. And so it's something we, we all do to provide for our families, but it's also, it also can be, it also can be, um, uh, a vocation and a place of, of, of passion and to do it with people that you um, care about and that you collaborate deeply with. And so I was able to experience that from him and, and have um, sought to bring that into my own work um, uh, over the years too. That's great. Was this, I know you went to school in New Zealand. What drew you to Victoria? Oh yeah, that's a great question. I, um, I, this intersection for me of the arts and entrepreneurship has, you know, was a, was a, was an interest. It was an interest has been an interest for a long period of time. And, um, uh, I had an opportunity to, to go do some graduate school, um, had a, had a scholarship to go. And, uh, I was really interested to do that in New Zealand of all places. And they, they are, uh, and I was interested for that because of the way in which as a country at that time, they were really, uh, cultivating and trying to, champion ways in which biz, new businesses uh, could grow, could grow and flourish in New Zealand. It's, you know, New Zealand is, is, uh, I'm a, I grew up in a family. We, you know, we live in Nashville, but, but um, have an old extended family that's from the Midwest, from Iowa and Nebraska. And, uh, and, and, and so there's this farming element to it. And, and New Zealand is, is largely an agricultural uh, uh or a country that that has been a strength for so long. Um, and they are, they are in, in so many ways transitioning and, and also developing uh, startups and mm-hmm. artistic companies. You think about all the film and TV that's come out of there, but also software companies and other things. And so I was really interested in, 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 in looking at that and was able to do some research there in, in a graduate program and, um, and and had a yeah had a wonderful time and in, in a, a way to to continue to develop that interest and in those those skills um, that then I've been able to 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 bring back and apply in uh, in media here. I bet that's really fun. Just thinking about the background of a guy from the Midwest going to New Zealand. That has got to be quite a resume booster for you in terms of your life experiences. So that's that's just great. I know the thing that is on the horizon right now for Shining Isle is this book that's coming out. It's called The Art of the Wing Feather Saga. We've got just enough time, and then we'll continue this in our last segment. But tell us a little bit about that. So, yeah, thanks, Mike, for bringing that up. We, uh, uh, our team here have, have loved looking at art of books from other animated shows. So you often see when a new Pixar movie comes out or a new Disney movie comes out that there's a book 
um, it, basically a big coffee table book that kind of memorializes the making of that um, of that film. And you see this, you also see this for TV shows, but you don't see it as much. And so, but while we were making season one, we were basically putting aside some of the art in a folder. <laughs> uh, and uh, Daniel on our team just did a remarkable job, just kind of pulling the, pulling so many of these elements together. And so we we had the opportunity in partnership with Angel Studios to build this art of book. And so it is a way in which memorializes all the work that went into season one, all the the artists that contributed. So many people from around the world came in and designed characters, uh, designed backgrounds, <clears throat> created the landscapes that are now you see in the in the series itself. And so this the book is a, a tangible representation of that work and allows fans to 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 see that journey and at the very beginning of the book the dedication of the book is actually to for the fans because this whole series is only possible because uh of the fans who have rallied around it and backed it and so we wanted to uh, uh there's not not a lot of people know a lot or know about how how animation is made and all the different people and the different parts that are that go into it and so we thought this was a great way to um, to honor the journey and celebrate the journey by uh, putting this in a book form. So it's it's also uh, <clears throat> for a fan who's just a fan of how what were all the different sketches that went into create the character design for Lily. We've got we've got pages of of those sketches in the book, um, and there's hundreds and hundreds of pieces of art throughout it. And so it's. Uh, it has been so fun to see. Um, I've got kids in, in my community who are who are often flipping through the book and asking questions or learning more about this character that they didn't know know uh, as much about. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, and so it's been a it, it has been a treat to to one be able to create that book, but also to uh, to now see it out in the world and seeing families enjoy it. You know, it's really uh, obviously there for a book form because of the fact that, number one, Andrew has so many characters uh, that are animals that in of themselves, that would be very interesting in a book for kids. But, you know, being that it's a computer animated program, you have just lots of slides, if you will, or frames that you can capture. And just, the again, the colors are wonderful on the production it's just a great wall-to-wall -wall fantasy page that kids are going to get exposed to in this book and families as well. The artwork is amazing. My guest today is Brock Starnes, COO and executive producer at Shining Isle Productions. And we're talking about the Wing, wing Feather Saga. We'll be back with Brock for one more segment. Don't go away. This is Afternoons with Mike. Pastors and financial leaders, do you need expert accounting or tax help? Do you have payroll or 1099 questions? Do you need a ministry expert to help you acquire real estate for your next project? If the answer is yes, yes, and yes, visit PetraWorldwide.org. Petra Worldwide has been strengthening ministries to transform humanity since 2007. Visit PetraWorldwide.org or call 855 481-9095. My guest today is Brock Starnes, and I have been so excited to have Brock here. He is the COO and executive producer at Shining Isle Productions. They work with Angel Studios, and I know they turn out a lot of other things as well. But uh, what we've been talking about today is one of the main things that they do is the Wing Feather Saga. Uh, we've talked about Andrew Peterson in the uh, first segment of our program today. And, you know, going back, uh, we talked about the fact that he is a great songwriter to begin with and how unusual it is for a lot of songwriters to really have the aspirations and the amount of thought. Uh, and this is the part I want to ask you about the amount of thought that goes into the creativity of characters. It's one thing to write a song ab about the Lord or about our walk or about our life, but then to kind of create an entire fantasy world. That's quite an undertaking, isn't it? Oh, it is. It is a huge undertaking, and uh, and yeah, it is no small endeavor. And Andrew has uh, 
a, a unique gift, you know, where he lives in both of those worlds. He, he is uh, both a musician and an author and, uh, and, you know, a, a fantasy author too. So mm-hmm. uh, the, the world of the wing feather saga is, uh, is rich. There's, there's um, our characters are constantly moving. They're moving into new locations and new places. There are new characters that are being added and, and there's just the depth to the characters um, that comes through. You see it probably most in the family. Um, so the three kids and their mom and, and their grandfather, kind of that core family. Oscar, the bookkeeper, is is often with them too, and and Pete, their uncle. Um, and uh, and so there's just a depth in those in those characters. It's um, they're not. It's not a simple flat character design by any stretch there's there's been a lot of thought and care um that has gone into that characterization which which comes through in the storytelling and and um and throughout all the four books and now now with the animated series and one of the fun characters that you're mentioning to me is the grandfather and since i'm a granddad myself you know that you have to kind of pay attention to that but what is so unique about him is he's a former pirate and that, <laughs> I, I, that was like a, when I realized he had a peg leg and I'm thinking, well, he, and then I, then I'm, I'm watching it and he sounds like a pirate. So <laughs> this is, this had to be so much fun to record the soundtrack for that very first episode. I can't imagine yeah, what yeah. the voice actors, they were like given a, a grand slam field day for that. Weren't they? <laughs> yeah. Kevin McNally plays Toto and uh, Kevin, uh, is a incredible actor. He was um, uh, Pirate Gibbs in Pirates of the Caribbean, and uh, and so it's not his first time playing a pirate, <laughs> right. but I think it's his first time playing a pirate who's also a grandfather. Yeah. And, uh, and the Poto character, you know, it's it, it, often as I felt growing up around my grandparents too. There is a there's a mystery about them. You know, there's a past and there's things that that have gone on that. Uh, grandkids discover over time as they hear stories or they or, or, um, or they ask questions and uh, Poto is is uh, is not dissimilar in that he he has uh, he has a complicated past and uh, and his grandkids start to experience some of that on the journey mm-hmm. but he's also he's also someone who deeply just deeply loves his grandkids and he is fighting for them he's fighting alongside them um and uh and and you see that through season one and and even more so as you get as we get deeper into the seasons and deeper into the stories so yeah he's a wonderful character yeah it's so much fun and friends we're talking about the wing feather saga it is a series of books first of all that was written by andrew peterson and then turned into this incredible season season one of an animated series. And it, again, you heard us already. If you've just tuned in though, it is available by going to the angel app on uh, your computer or on your phone, and you can watch it there. Some are uh, episodes are available on YouTube. Uh, I know right now media are you guys partner with them as well, right? So right now media is uh, uh, just an incredible platform. We, um, before we produced the Wing Feather Saga, we um, we produced uh, one of the shows that we uh, several of our team members were also involved in is is something called the Slugs and Bugs Show. Oh my goodness, that's, that's great! That is a it's a preschool show, so it's a little different than the Wing Feather Saga. But that's that is a uh, a right now media uh, uh, original show, mm-hmm. and uh, and so it's it's there too. But um, uh, but yeah, yeah, it's a w- wonderful platform um, as well. So. Well, I know these uh, are all fun, and when I think about, uh, you know, you've got four books. Andrew's written four books in this saga right now. Uh, is this something long-range? Uh, can we expect uh, many more books from this, or what's the plan? So a- a- Andrew uh, has not disclosed if there will be additional books. In fact, he's most of the time seems to sh- seems to indicate that they're, the series is done in so many ways. So this, hmm. it has these four books kind of an end-to-end journey, um, and we are uh, adapting those books into the animated series. And so yeah. we envision uh, seven total series seasons, and we are in production of season two right now. So we're, we're, uh, we're, we're getting into it, um, but we are 
we are at the start of it as well. And so, and you've got, yeah, you've got enough material to go for six more seasons then. Yeah. If you, if you look at all the books kind of next to each other, there's uh, the the books start to get a little bigger when you get to books three and four. And, uh, and so we've, from a story perspective, have, um, have outlined them as, as seven seasons. So, you know, we've all seen uh, what would seem like an increase in the amount of family-oriented uh, Angel Studios type of programming that's coming out and movies even that are hitting in major theaters. Uh, do you see this trend continuing into 2024? Uh, I do, yeah. And, I, um, and I, it's a trend that I'm excited about, too. I, uh, I grew up going to movies and watching shows with families as as a shared experience um and uh and i i know several others and other families who love that too and 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 want to champion more family entertainment out there and mm-hmm. that's the space the wing feather saga is is existing in is we want we want this to be a space that families get to watch it together it is it is a uh um it is a series that is is targeting 8 to 12 year olds so it is. It is an action adventure. It. it there. Uh, I'd say the the adventure gets intense at at moments, and so it's not a preschool show by mm-hmm. any stretch. But um. But but it is. It is one for the for the family that can be can be all enjoyed by both mom and dad and grandma and grandpa and and uh, and kids as well. Well, hopefully next week I'll have Chris Wall on. He is. Uh, the I guess you said the showrunner. Explain that uh, that title because I know I wasn't that familiar with that term, not being in that edge of the business here. So explain what a showrunner does. Yeah, yeah. So in in filmmaking, the director is is the person who is in charge. They are driving the the creative vision forward. They are they're responsible for that 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 working out or not working out. In 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 television, so we're an animated TV series. You often have uh, episode directors that come in. So it is uh, so people come in direct certain episodes, but there there has to be an individual that that can helm the whole story mm-hmm. from episode to episode and ensure that the the continuity um, across episodes and across seasons is. Um, is working, and that is that is the role of of the showrunner, uh, is to bridge that gap there too. And what's um, so Chris is it serves in that capacity. He also serves as as CEO of of our animation studio, Shining Isle Productions, and uh, and uh, yeah. So that's that is that is the role of uh, the showrunner. You see it a lot in in live action serialized. Um, uh, series too. So you see this even in, in the chosen with Dallas Jenkins, yeah. the, uh, a showrunner who's, who's bridging across the whole, whole episodes and the whole season. There too. Well, that's going to be fun to see what happens with that one going forward as well. There's so many things I had a chance. Have you um, ever talked to or with David Helling? He is a producer of the, I think his only son, I believe was the title of it that was put out last yep. year or earlier this year. And he's one of these characters like what you guys are doing that is suddenly rising to the top and finding out that the work that they're doing is catching on. And it is not only catching on uh, for him, but it's catching on for all of you that are part of this, this kind of a a industry. Isn't it true that we need this kind of industry in this day and age? Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. David's journey has been so, uh, it's been so remarkable to see and uh angel studios is distributes uh his only son as well as the wing feather saga and so they've they um have gotten uh us all together um uh earlier this year and uh it was fun to hear a little bit more about david's story but Mm -hmm. yes it is uh it is it is a exciting time i think in uh in family entertainment and and really in a time, it's a day and age in which um, audiences and fans who love things can help champion um, 
the the development of new shows and, and new forms of entertainment. And so this is what we've loved with the Wing Feather Saga and with Angel Studios is that um, if if you can if if families rally around and say, hey, I, I really want this to exist, that it actually can exist. Um, it's not um, it's not a small group of people who who are restricted to just making the decision about what shows and what movies are made, but but families can um, and communities can can make those decisions as well, and and that's been um, that's been our journey on the Wing Feather Saga. It's only been possible because of the the fans who have said yes, I want to uh, champion this. I want to be. I want to see this thing exist. And I know that's been the case for David's project and and others. Yep, uh, we all need it. I think uh, parents of their uh, children that are out there today, they need to be thinking about what kind of media their kids are watching and kind of watching over that man. They're so, it's so good to know that we've got great choices like this that would be available to their kids and to the rest of the family as well. What's Christmas going to be like for your family there in Nashville? Oh, like I have young kids. And so uh, Christmas is a special time of year uh, to, to gather together and pull in extended family. And, uh, and, uh, and we will, um, we will we will be hoping for snow and a white Christmas, though I don't think that's going to be happening in Nashville. So, <laughs> um, but uh, we're we're very much so looking forward to the uh, to the time and uh, and and celebrating. Advent season has been uh, it, it's just so and such an incredible time to kind of journey through as we lead up to Christmas. And um, uh, Andrew, you know, in Andrew's musician life, he he has an album called behold the lamb of god which is a basically a christmas album mm -hmm. and uh we've um enjoyed seeing it and or enjoyed listening to it and and seeing the concert over the years and things and so we're we've been what i'm trying to say is i think we've been getting ready and we're excited to just be together and celebrate well i tell about you, you mike well, we are uh, doing the same we're we're having fun my wife had a bake-off with our girls yesterday and they got together, made our traditional Christmas cookies. So, uh, you know, all of this forces that January 1 decision that you're going to have to change your diet. But, but uh, it is the way it goes. <laughs> We're going to be consuming some Christmas cookies for uh, the next couple of days around here. Christmas for us as well is such a fun time with family and with our church. And uh, I'm just so grateful, Brock, to get to talk with you today. This has really been a delight to hear about and to learn about. And I want to thank you and all of your team. I know it's a lot, a lot of collaboration has to go on uh, to make all of this happen, but you guys are putting out a product that we can all love and all enjoy and benefit from. So thank you for that. Brock Starnes, give us the website for how people can find out more about the Wing Feather Saga and the new book, The Art of the Wing Feather Saga. Yep. You can, you can go to, uh, angel.com backslash wing feather uh, to stream the series. Uh, and then, and then if you want to learn more about uh, the products, including the art of book, you can go to wingfeather.com backslash store. And uh, Mike, so good to be with you. Thanks for uh, championing this project with us and, uh, and Merry Christmas. All right. God bless you, Brock and friends. We'll see you next time right here on afternoons with Mike.